This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Hello, how's it going? Cam Poitras here, Jim Toth, how you doing? I'm well, I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. You get happy Monday, you get, hey, it's Friday, you get hump day, you don't get any, hey, happy Tuesday. Is Tuesday more hated than all the other days of the week? I don't know. I love Thursdays. Yeah. I I used to just adore Thursdays. Thursday night, then you got to work Friday, but then you knew the weekend was around, and then you had the weekend. Thursdays were a great day of the week. Tuesday, is Tuesday the forgotten day of the week? <laughs> it's, is Tuesday disrespected? Is Tuesday not pulling its weight? Or just I don't know if Tuesday's pulling its weight. Disrespected. Yeah. It's Taco Tuesday. I'll tell you what, Tuesday's very low maintenance. Doesn't ask for a lot, doesn't demand a lot. No one expects you to do anything it's on a Tuesday. It's not Monday. Yeah, you're right about that. But you're it's right not the midway that. point. It just Tuesday just is Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, you said. Yeah. Is that an invite? I, I, I heard you ordering soup today when I came to talk to you. I was ordering soup? Yeah, I'd like to order soup for well, this for my afternoon. Aunt Sandy, yeah, I need to pick up some soup Sandy. for her. She's been sick, so. Oh, that's, you're a good guy. Well, it's not easy to get kosher soup in this city. See, and the rest of the newsroom is going, he's eating again? But it was for your aunt. I am going to go talk to each and every didn't one of those just, people in that room. Did he just show up with food? It was for his aunt. Yeah. Stop disrespecting I Cam can't. and Tuesday. Thank, you know what? It's about time somebody had to say all this. Anyways, Jamie Thomas, Jets Radio Color Analyst, uh, joins the program. Uh, feelings on Tuesday? <laughs> it is the best day of the week. Better than Saturday? Better than Friday. Friday night hey, is the best. I think... Friday's like overrated because of all the expectations that come with Friday. Like yes. this is gonna be the best weekend. I've worked hard. You and well, three of us work in sports, so it's just like there is no such thing as a weekend, anyways. But it's yeah. like Friday has this high expectation, and I'm with Jim. Like Thursday is like okay, we're almost at the weekend, so you start to feel a little bit better. Friday's not so bad, but Friday's like okay, I worked so hard. Now what? Now you expect something grand to happen over the next two, you know, that night, you know, through Friday and Saturday and Sunday, yeah. and it never does. And Thursday, you didn't have expectations, so those turned out to be no. the best. Like, you'd go, I oh, will go for one, yeah. and all of a sudden, ah, it was yes. a 4 a.m. rager. I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> yeah. It was the best. I can't believe we even made it here. Like, that's why then Friday's like a total downer, because you've annihilated yourself on Thursday yes. night, because and it was so awesome. By Saturday after Friday and Saturday, you're like, man, Thursday was so awesome. These two days suck now. They don't live up to anything. Uh, the Grampinator Texas show, 204-780-6868. He goes, Tuesday's gone with the wind. Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. It's tough to argue oh, with that. Oh. Uh, Doug well, says, play. Salisbury House celebrates two. Oh, this, I'm a big fan of this. Two for Tuesday, yeah. great deal. Someone should take you guys for a burger. Doug, are you offering? Two for Tuesdays. That's like, like I love you, that. You could make your week on a just a good average Tuesday. You know what also is on a Tuesday? Cheap movie night. So that's what the wife and I oh, we go to. Oh, we go get two for Tuesday at Salisbury House. We go get the the the, the cheap ticket at the movie theater. Yeah, uh, Tuesday's really turning around. You save enough money on Tuesdays for your. It's Thursday. like a twenty five dollar date. It's like Goodfellas. Tuesdays, Tuesdays for the families. Thursdays for the boys. <laughs> it's like Goodfellas. And Rudy says, uh, Tuesday, $49 Jets games on Tuesdays. I mean, oh, $49 Tuesdays. Jets I Tuesdays. I was going to say that, Rudy. Great call. That oh, Tuesday's really call. turning around. We're starting, a, we're starting a Tuesday night club. Cam, Jamie, and I. <laughs> uh, Jamie, there's been lots of stuff coming out of the All-Star break. we got to talk hockey here at some point. Um, and it, it's totally 100% my fault. But, uh, Jamie, uh, the NHL looking to return to 1v8 playoff format. Sidney Crosby's talking this. There's been, I think, Nathan McKinnon. I saw Gabriel Landeskog, several NHL 
stars uh, talking about this. How do, how do you feel about that? Is it time to ditch this Central Division, Pacific, Atlantic, Metro sort of format and go back to the old classic 1v8? What do you think? No, no, no. And you know why where this is coming up so much? Because the Leafs get getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first round every year. Wow, so that then, is, you're speaking some yeah. truth there, Jamie Thomas. Like, this is the only reason why this gets brought up. So I think that, uh, yes, it sucks sometimes that the, you know, the, the great teams are out in the, well, find a way to get through. Like, Washington, Washington finally got over the hump of the Pittsburgh Penguins all those years, and then Alexander Ovechkin goes on to win the Stanley Cup. It's hard to win the Stanley Cup, period, flat out, no matter the playoff format. So if we go back to one versus eight, we're going to start talking about uh, the travel. Oh, it's so hard. It's, they got to go back and forth. Oh, it's too far. Um, so I, I heard I'm Canucks not, fans bellyache all about that oh, yeah. when they lost to Boston. Oh, they, I, oh, they had way too much travel, you know, like compared to Boston. I, it was, that's what they complained about. I remember that. Oh, they don't, they don't have that problem in baseball. No. Uh, so <laughs> like just, you go East Coast to West Coast for baseball, oh. and nobody goes, oh, man, I couldn't hit that bomb because of the, the five-hour yeah, so red-eye. flight was so long. I got jet lag. Uh, I'm with you, Jamie. I, I think it was it was moved for the wrong reasons and try to appease the, some bigger markets. And I, I just nobody ever won the Stanley Cup and said, it, well, you know, three years ago when the format was different, we wouldn't have done this. It was because of the format yeah. that we really got this done this year. The thing is, like, okay, maybe if you give the Leafs a better run, at least, may, okay. There's no guarantees. How many times have it, has a team said, oh, this is the team we want to play in the playoffs, and then they get their clocks cleaned, right? Okay, so if the if the Maple Leafs are the second seed, and then that ends up where they, they, they end up in the Eastern Conference, they're going to end up playing Tampa Bay in the second round or, or wherever. You know, you're eventually going to have to go through these clubs anyways, unless you're hoping that someone else takes them out. And then it's like, well, then do you want to play that, that team that's hot and took out the best team in the league? I mean, I it's... It's difficult. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be yeah. hard. Yeah. I and I remember, it. like, Jim Troy does, does this, too. I loved the Smite Division. I mean, it, oh, it was... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, as a kid, it was as frustrating as hell growing up in Calgary, Al- Cochrane, Alberta. Uh, my parents had season tickets to the Calgary Flames, playing the Oilers every year. Like, it was just... But you have to beat good teams to get to the Stanley Cup. So I swear to you, and I... I lived in Toronto. I know exactly where this narrative is coming from. I know where the questions are coming from. It's because the Leafs can't get through the first round that we're trying to find answers so the poor Leafs can find a way to get to the Stanley Cup one day. I swear to you, if they find a way, we won't have to talk about this again. It's not every, not every playoff setup is as, as good as it can be. Um, it's, they're, they're all going to be imperfect. I like this one. I have... Uh, you know, they, they're getting the rivalries back. The NHL needs more rivalries, and the only way you're going to have this is if these divisional teams keep playing each other year after year, and then you're going to start seeing Montreal and Quebec and Calgary and Edmonton. Look how excited everybody was last year with Calgary and Edmonton. Look how excited that was. Like, that was, there was, I mean, the series was a massive letdown after you got through. You finally get to that Calgary, the Battle of Alberta again. But you just, the, we keep hearing about how the NHL needs rivalries, and the only way it's going to happen is if you keep having these rematches year after year. Yes, um, and that, and then changing the format is not one v eight is not going to do that. I'll even so argue. Sorry. sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. I'll Go even ahead. argue if Toronto and Tampa Bay meet up again, I have no yeah. problem with that. And is that a rivalry? I don't think so, but it's going to be. I, I think it's a building totally. one. And if they have to go through each other again this year. 
as a West Coast person or, or a Western Conference people, we cover the Jets and, and everybody and from Alberta myself, yeah. I am all down for another Tampa Bay-Toronto series. I'm I not, really I, am. I, I'm not against that. But but here yeah. it is. It's that seed of doubt. Leafs fans have already accepted that they're not getting through the Atlantic. It's fine. Which is fine. Well, like, I would much prefer. It, I don't think Leafs fans have accepted anything in the last fifty years. Like they still <laughs> think that that's going to happen. And um, but I'd love to see Boston. Like I also, you talked about Smythe Division, Jamie. I remember watching yeah. the Montreal Boston series oh. with Ray Bork and and all the Patrick yeah. Watt. I mean, like those were epic. And the argument of the Smythe Division of the Battle of Alberta's was, you know, well in the second round you have a Stanley Cup winner and basically, yeah. but you know, blah blah blah. Well, that's not going to happen every year if you build it right there's going to be a, a strong team for four the f- four to five but yeah. so be it i would the thing that came out of the battle of alberta last year come being back was that i'd rather see it in the second or first round than not see it at all right well, yeah i agree with that I agree the way that. it was all there and imagine if they play each other again this year like it's just the build-up of this stuff and you talked about like even if you weren't a boston bruins fan the fact that they finally beat montreal in the playoffs that right. one time where right. they could just it was a storyline, right? It's just if the Leafs get past the first round, that's a storyline. And then we're all going to move past this. It's just this the NHL All Star game is just a, a big, huge wine, wine fest about what's wrong with the game, what they can do, what, why is this not happening? This has to be better. That's all the All Star game has turned out to be right now. I can't watch it anymore. Then don't watch it. I don't care if you watch it or not. Just stop complaining about the same thing every year. The All Star game has its purpose. The NHL playoff format has its purpose. Not everybody's going to be happy. So, like, that's – it's impossible to have everybody happy. If somebody goes on the first round this year, we're going to hear the same thing. Oh, yeah. we got to get rid of this format. So, yeah. Can eight, I have, eight of 16 teams are going to be pissed off after the first round. That's just life – that's how life works. Can I ask you this, though, about the All-Star game? Like, I, I get all that, what you said, and I feel bad yesterday when I complain about it. I feel bad every year when I complain about it. But, but my problem I is – I don't feel bad at all. I, no, I do, some, because it's not – valid points. It's not for me. Points, it's not yeah. for me, so I get no. it. So, and I shouldn't complain about it because it's not for me. That's why it doesn't please me. Yeah, but you can still say it sucks. But what? I, fair enough. But what I want to ask about is why the players don't try anymore. Like, like to me, it used to be, and I don't want to sound old man river here, but even five years ago, you would go and go, look, if I'm going to do fastest skater, I'm going to try and if I'm going to go do harder shot, I'm going to tattoo a few and I'm going to practice before I go down there. And to me, the two on nuns and the, I'm not even going to deke, I'm just going to put it on net. And, but like, to me, that's the, I, I, I want to know, like if the players literally are so that afraid of being injured, then, yeah. then that's the question. I think we should ask the players that. I think like like if if you don't want to try, should we keep doing this? And if they do want to keep doing it, then maybe that'll revert to okay. Well, you know what? On a breakaway, I'm going to try a dangle. Yeah, just play like uh, remember that episode of South Park where the, um, they were doing uh, it was they were playing sarcasta ball instead of the NFL. They were all, they were all like, well. So Jamie, that's what I wanted to stuff. ask you. Like, why do you think they? Yeah. It's all all of a sudden the last three to four years have become this thing where I'm not even going to put an effort in. Okay, the the boy the breakaway challenge has got to go. Like, there's just no way. It's not the slam dunk competition. We can't turn it into that. So I still think there's a place for accuracy shooting because the Connor McDavid show was unreal at that department. Fastest skater still has to have hardest shots. Still got to be in there. Right. We got to get rid of the gimmick. The gimmick's got to go. Like, what about I, the 10D tandem? That can't go anywhere. <laughs> it's hundred hellabucks yeah. the defending champion. 
I, I know, but at least you can go away and champion. Like when Bart Simpson unplugged the television set with Homer and the video boxing championship. It just sometimes you have to go out the champion, no matter no other way. It and is, I'm all so. for the arts, but if we could get yeah. rid of the sketch comedies, because they're just not like the I Martyr know. Miami Vice and the Pasternak yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, you know this, Jamie. I try to get a player to talk about his fantasy team, and he's reclusive and doesn't want to discuss it. I can't believe they got these guys to actually participate yeah. that way. I think they're funny in their own respects, like with their own groups, but like outside in the real world, these guys, like they don't, they're just not funny. Well, they feel, like, awesome. they feel like they're being judged. Like we have, there's a good group of, there's a lot of guys that are yeah. pretty funny in the Jets dressing room. You right. won't find out unless you're there. And that's, yeah. their, that's their thing. You're, if it, it's, you're comfortable with your own people. And you're going to laugh, and you're going to loosen up a little bit in the, in that scenario. But you put a microphone in front of somebody, it completely changes the whole thing. So we yeah. have to stop pushing people to be what they're not, which is, uh, in that scenario, comedians or entertainers. That's, that's in that why aspect. instead of making Pasternak or Marner, they should have flew Nate yeah. Schmidt down and said, we want to do a Miami Vice thing. And he'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll, he even write, been, I'll even write half yeah, of it. Yeah, he'd have been cool. Yeah. Uh, Get Jim, the people that want to do it. That's right. what I mean. Like, yeah. there's yeah. That, that's that it doesn't have to necessarily be the All Stars. Probably not. But man, you can't. You, if you, I think, even throw money in there. Like that. That's got. There's got to be something, or even something for a charity. If you win, uh, we'll put a million dollars towards your favorite. I charity. love that like idea. That. Every competition yeah. has fifty grand on it to your favorite yeah. charity, and if you're exactly. seen dogging it or not putting an effort in, you're actually hurting your the the charity of choice. On. Yeah, the yeah. pressure's on at that point. Pressure's so on. I yeah. Think, we got, we got sorry, Jim. We got to go here. Sorry, man. Okay. Uh, Jets ready, color analyst. Happy Tuesday, baby. Yeah, happy Tuesday. Okay. Uh, joining Back us now. Tree. See you guys later. Yeah, there was a, a big story coming out of the NHL yesterday. Uh, Instagram. I gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. No, I gotta go. Uh, we busy. gotta go. Uh, instigator penalty um, uh, involving Jacob Trouba. We'll talk that. Uh, clean, not clean. Well, it was a clean hit. I'm not gonna even gonna pretend like it wasn't. Um, but like, how do you feel about the instigator uh, getting called in that situation as well? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Are they back in on a guy that was on their team when they won back to back? Great cups. We'll get to that as the show continues. Don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, hello, Sarah. Oh, hello. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> it's time for the... One minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. That's it. That's it. We've got another question here from a <laughs> um, okay. uh, listener, 204-780-6868. Um, this is a really important one, hmm. and uh, I don't mean to hang my hat on this, but this is... Very, very important. It's important that you give this um, question proper consideration. Okay. I'm nervous. Okay. Um, should toilet paper hang over or <laughs> under the roll? Over. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. It's Sarah's segment. It's a, <laughs> but you're uh, correct, Jim. No, I, I think it should be over. I also, over. I 100% think it should Who be you, you over. Paddle, you paddle down. You don't pull out. Yeah, up. I don't like the The pull is ridiculous. I That needed no second thought. Yeah. Over. Well, thank you for giving it consideration. <laughs> and we weren't even 30 answer. seconds in the power no. play clicked. <laughs> Done. That's you your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. I think she's starting to get the hang of this segment. First yeah. shot on nets she scored today <laughs> on the power play. She's there in the go. right spot. You know, Jim? Yeah, good pass. You know what? She, she got a good, good nose. from you. She's got a good nose for the net. She's just got good hockey sense. She knows. She can see the play coming before it even it even. She's ends. also a hard worker. That's why she's on the man <gasps> advantage. The power play. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Sarah McCarthy, everybody. One I had an play. idea. I was talking to Lisa Dutton from Global TV yesterday after the show, and I had an idea for a... Thanks, business. Kevin, for that one, by the way. Kevin, uh, Thanks, Kevin. the show. Yeah. And for a business. Keep and Sarah us. turned around and said, what about Skadge Pizza? 
And I'm like, wow, oh, that's still on the front. Jeez. Yeah, this this idea was just on the back burner. Holy moly. And Lisa Dutton. I didn't like, know she was so committed to that pizza place that we were going to open up in Dryden. She, she's committed. She needs to do a little bit more work on it. Yeah. And that financing from her father, but I'm sure she'll call him. Yeah, I'm the brains of the operation, so you can't expect me to be like hitting the pavement here. Yeah, I'm just the marketer. Yeah. She's the, she's the, she's the, you know, the donkey, you know, she, she's out there. Wow. She's out there. Pulling the, I, I know what you mean, but yeah, no, I, was, the worker, you yeah, mean, the I, worker. Yeah. yeah. She's like boxer from uh, animal farm. Do you remember that book in school? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to read Charlotte's web and the outsiders and. Uh, yeah, definitely read The Outsiders. Read Charlotte's Wood. My mom read that to me. We never yeah. read that in school. What about Are You There, God, It's Me, Judy, or Me, never, Margaret? N- never heard of that one before. Mm. If you uh, know what he's talking about, Texas Show 204. Junior high, like 7th or 8th grade. That's how we learned about The best book I read in junior things. high was The Chrysalids. Which never was, heard of it. Which was like, a, it was like out in Newfoundland. It was like a Canadian book about like these people. And it was like the world was destroyed. And there was these people that could talk to each other. Uh, through their through their heads, like through like wow. through tele- telepathy. I'm I'm a little through older like, than you. I'm from the like the this outsiders is, this book is and like, Pony Boy, and I'm like, this is life. I'm scared to walk home now. Stay gold, Jim. Yeah, stay, stay gold. gold those damn socials. I think we had to watch Old them. Yeller too, or I'm just like, you're, that's torture to show that to children. I'm five. No, yeah. you can't take that. No. Imagine showing that one to your, your no, not at all. It's devastating stuff. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Other than Bluey, two zero four seven eight. Yeah, that gets old pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, is it the same episode over and over again too? Yeah, my uh, my buddy's son, um, he's watching the show on Disney Plus, uh, Lion King, but it's like the lion, the lion warriors or something. Anyways, they protect the savanna, and there's this one episode about like the zigui that he just loves, and he's watching yeah. it over and over and over again. And I can't really fault him because as, mi- as much as it drives me wild, then Seinfeld comes on and I'll watch the same episode <laughs> for the 90th yeah, time. Yeah, so. the same way too. Um, uh, 204-780-6868. Man, this bye week's dragging out, oh, eh? Man, it's, really, <laughs> it's really hitting home. It's really hitting home. Um, this was this was interesting. This is about something we wanted to talk about. We're getting a lot of opinions on this, 204-780-6868, um, in terms of uh, dealing with it. And Braden texts in, and he's a Leafs fan, and he says, uh, I'm a Leafs fan. I understand that a number of fans would be upset because they don't want to face Tampa or Boston in the first round. My issue with the current format whichever year can be different, is that the fact that the top five teams over the last six years in regular season points uh, included Boston, Tampa, and Toronto for two of those teams to play against each other in the first round degrades the meaning of the regular season. That one from Braden. Look, the idea, I'm sorry, the idea that you want to avoid somebody, if so you don't want to play Boston in the first round yeah. or Tampa, you're going to have to play them in the second round then. You, 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 so congratulations, you got a softer opponent and you made it, and then you got to play them anyway. And I also recognize at the exact same time how big of a hypocrite I am on this because I have been complaining for the last, well, since November about the Toronto Argonauts getting a free ride to the Grey Cup and the Bombers having to play all four of the better teams in the league all in the West. So I understand I'm very hypocritical when it comes to this um, at the same time because I complain. But that's an 18 league. That's how I can justify it. There's only nine teams in the league. I would just rather see Toronto, Boston. I'd rather see Calgary, Edmonton. And I understand I don't want to see it in the first round, but I'll take it in the first or second round over not seeing it at all. There were so many people. I remember when this changed over and there was a lot of people excited because it was going to be building regional rivalries again. And the best way to build those rivalries is by those teams playing in the playoffs. Now, 
the issue is, and this was goes back to the National Hockey League and some dwindling numbers, and this can be easy, you know, is it streaming and all this other stuff, but there's not as many people watching a hockey, an NHL hockey on television in the United States. Well, this Unless is a there's a problem. Like, yeah. they need some rivalries. But there's 32 teams in the league, Jim. Uh, you know, there's talks of even expanding again. This is this, it's years away, but there's rumblings about it. You know, the NHL wants to be in Houston, and I actually do believe the National Hockey League at some point wants to reward the fans in Quebec with with another team in the, in the return of the Nordiques. I think that's a long shot. It's a long ways away, but I think a team in Quebec. I I think eventually it's it's going to happen here. But there's talks about this expansion. I already think there's too many games in the National Hockey League. I think they need to do regional tournaments in the middle of the in the middle of the in the middle of the year. Canadian teams get together and they play in a tournament or, or something. Ha, uh, you know, I, I I just think that there needs to be some outside the box thinking. But if you're having 32 teams in the league and you want each of those teams to play each other twice, I mean, the chances of you being able to build you well, know these sort at, of rivalries in the regular season is not going to happen. Well, let's look at the NFL. So the NFL has 32 teams. They have teams of four divisions. They have rivalries all during the regular season. With and then, 17 games. And then and come been playoff 16 time, forever, yeah. like you're just playing in your conference. And nobody complains about that. Nobody complains that the 49ers had to play the Eagles. Like, that's not a rivalry, but, yeah. you know, I, I mean, it's, I just, Bears Packers, but when do they meet in the playoffs? They did it once a couple of years ago. And I don't want to ever think about it again. Because <laughs> it was a hold on Aaron Rodgers' last touchdown. But oh, I'll, yeah. I digress. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's the greatest rivalry ever. Yeah. Would I like to see the Vikings and the Bears or the Vikings and the, the Packers in a playoff game? For sure I would. But it doesn't demean it to me when the Vikings have to play New Orleans or Buffalo. Um, and yeah. and they're, they're, I get it. It's just one game a week. It's a little di- – I get all that. But – the idea to constantly rethink this, and Jamie Thomas is right. Like, if you change it again, then there'll be the detractors about the new format and and travel mm-hmm. everything. It's fine. That's how you build rivalries. Like, is Nashville the Jets' biggest rivalry right now? It was in 2018. It was in 2018. It was for a couple of years. Yeah. It was a big rivalry. But now it's kind of, they play each other tough and it's mean games. But I don't think that's their biggest rival. But that's yeah. good because somebody else is becoming one. Yeah. If it. the Jets have to play the Oilers again this year... That's another rivalry from years ago that no one's going to sit here and go, oh, I wish it was Nashville and not Edmonton. Yeah. No, they'll be like, this has been a heated rivalry. And that's how you build them. And I promise you, if Tampa Bay and Toronto meet again for the third year in a row, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It really will be. But three years ago, would you tell me Toronto and Tampa are a huge rival? I'd be like, no way they are. But this is how it works. Yeah. So let it work. Let uh, it happen. 204 780 Big game. Actually, fantastic hockey game between um, the New York Rangers and the Calgary Flames wow. yesterday. Yeah. Um, the big story coming out of it was the instigator penalty. Um, I also think... Um, uh, uh, Tanev, Chris Tanev, he got an extra. He went after uh, Truba as well um, for a big hit, and he got an extra uh, a penalty tacked on. Dubé got a 10-minute misconduct plus an instigator penalty for that hit, which are both clean hits by Truba. He's had a little bit of – there's been a lot of talk about him, you know, maybe jumping up a little bit, and I, I think those are probably uh, pretty um, uh, pretty consistent, and I don't think that some of them are out uh, outlandish. Uh, to say the least, um, but those were two real clean hits, and that's exactly what you want to see in hockey. Um, and I, I, I like that you saw those instigator penalties tacked on. I do. I look. Yeah, I, 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 
100% agree with it. But, Jim, do you think that maybe if the NHL says we're going we're gonna to make sure we're enforcing this, we're going to give instigator penalties, you think this is going to stop players from sticking up for teammates? And, and David Pagnotta, who we're going to have on the show yeah, um, tomorrow, he's going to be on with 12-10 uh, with, the, with the fourth period, just a fantastic NHL outsider. But he's going to be with us tomorrow at 12-10, so make sure you tune in for that. He put out this, te- uh, he put out this tweet just a little while ago, and I think it's great. I want to read it, and I'll get your thoughts on this, Jim. So in the moment, you see your teammates get rocked. You're going You're going to sit there and admire the hit and tell your buddy to keep his head up, or are you going to step up for him? I don't think Truba should have to fight, but I get why. It is what it is, and yes, they got the penalties right. What do you think? First of all, I'm old school, and that is the cleanest, best hit I've seen in years. I 100% agree. Textbook. Absolutely credit to Jacob Truba for a phenomenal hit, and that is totally a Nazim Kadri who tried to cut back into the middle with his head down. Yeah. And so you shouldn't, in my mind, you should not have to fight for that. Yeah. But I also understand that when you see, as David Pagnata pointed out, in the heat of the moment, when your teammate is lit up like that, Mm -hmm. you don't know if it's clean or not. You just saw that he got devastated and you're going to come to his rescue. Yeah. Now, Jacob Truba, I think, didn't have to drop the gloves, but he's not not going to drop the gloves. He's an old school player, always has been. But I do love the fact that the instigator penalty was in this. I I think that you deserved an instigator. You you want to start a fight because your teammate got lit up. I totally respect what you're doing, but it doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. And if your teammate gets lit up, like the days of, like Pignata's right, the days of guys going to, Nazim Kadri going to the bench and somebody looking at him going like, dude, you got to keep your head up, man. Yeah. Those days are long gone. Yeah. But I liked those days because I liked body checking's part of the game. And if Mm -hmm. you get caught, you get caught. But we don't live in that age anymore. And I do understand that somebody, you know, if they're going to step up. I, the minute I saw it, I'm like, oh, he doesn't have to fight for that. Yeah. But then I get why you're not watching that. Like, you see him get absolutely devastated. Well, imagine you're being like, on the ice and see that happen on on level. The emotion of the game is taken over. Let so me it's like, ask you I, this. I think NHLers, even if the NHL starts, and, I, and I'm all for that, starts actually calling the instigator call more often, which yes, I agree. I'm not against that whatsoever, but I think teams are still going to look and say, it's worth taking the two minutes to stick up for your teammates. So, I think that's what I don't, I don't think it would change. So anything. let me ask you this. It's yeah. two and 10 though. Like it's a misconduct. Okay. And that, so that let makes me, things different. Well, that, maybe that's why they only gave Chris Tanev a 10 minute for roughing. Let me ask know. let me ask you this. So say nobody steps up there. Then what? Well, what, then, what happens in the game on the ice? Well, we, we were, and what happens in that room on the bench? I think Kadri, from what I know from him, and I covered him in the American Hockey League. That was years ago. I don't know him, but I yeah. talked to him a couple of times, kind of. Guy, and that's when he had a massive ego, and none of his teammates liked him. Yeah, that has since changed clearly from what I've been told and what I've seen over the past five, yeah. six years. But I wonder. I don't think he would be the guy who goes into the room in the intermission and goes, "Dude, like I got lit up, and nobody did anything." But but some guys do. Some guys on the team go because it, they'll look at it three days from now and go, "Man, I gotta keep my head up." Yeah. But in the moment, you're like, "Where are you guys?" Like if yeah. that if somebody devastated you, I would come help you. Oh, you got one of the, the Calgary Flame stars, and you just got lit up, and nobody's stepping up. Well, you know, I talked about this series uh, earlier on in the day, but you got the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Boston Bruins again. We'll you go got, back to you that. You got and- Henrik and Daniel Sedin getting face wash, and nobody in Vancouver stepping up. Oh, we'll beat them on the ice. Don't worry about that sort. Of thing, what happened? Well, what happened? Look at Chara and Spit and Chicklet. 
Blitz. He's like, I'll tell you what happened. We knew we had them that yeah, moment. That's 100%. We knew that they were soft, and we knew that no matter what we did to them, nobody was going to step up. And then he said, even if they did step up, we had all the the, the yeah. confidence in the world that I don't care if you step up or not. Well, exactly. So call the instigator. I'm all for that, if on, especially on clean hits against Truba. But I, I, I'm sticking with that. You know, I, I, I just think teams are going to look and say it's it's more valuable for us to go out there and somebody take the hit, take the 10-minute misconduct, you know, take the two-minute penalty or, or, or whatever and go on the power play just to make sure that this so doesn't we got happen. this question Because other players, other teams are watching that too, Jim. Yeah. They're going to see that hit and say nobody stepped up in the Calgary Now, Flames. again, having said all this, I yeah. don't think you should have to fight for that. I don't. I think that you got <laughs> yeah. caught, and that's a clean hit. I, and I'm I'm with you at the same time. I remember when like uh, Truba Patrick shouldn't Lainey, have to drop the gloves and be gone for five minutes yeah. for laying a guy out with a clean hit. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. He, He's he, their captain. They need him on the ice. That's totally right. For for d- delivering a textbook clean, 100 percent beautiful, gorgeous hit, you shouldn't have to fight and go off the bat. And, and here go we got Curtis. This minutes. is the problem with any of these debates. Curtis, sorry to call you out, but you texted in and yeah. said, "Didn't one of you think Shifley on Evans was okay?" That had less than oh, two seconds on, left Curtis. in the game on an empty net goal. What is that? How, how is that even comparable to a guy not even at the midway point of the game that gets lit up in open ice? Like, I'm not even going to say that's that's apples and bowling you, balls. This Curtis. is like, this. Give me a but break. my point to Curtis's text is this is why we can't have it one way or the other is because everybody tries to compare everything. And everybody yeah. goes, well, what about this case? And what about that case? And the minute somebody has a dirty hit, they're like, well, they didn't get as much as Shifley did then. And it's two totally different scenarios. Do you have a problem with the Habs players stepping up for, for Evans after he got after he got nailed? No, because I think that was a dirty hit. Yeah. And, well, and no one's going to, and I know people are going to weigh in that, but nobody's going to convince me with less than two seconds left when you drill a guy through the boards trying to wrap around on an empty net that that's a good hockey play. If you want to take, if you want to take a stick at or and try to puck from going, I, I don't know what Shifley was supposed to do. What was he supposed to do in that situation? What was he supposed to do? What does he have to do anything? You, you're allowed to hit the guy with the so puck. Try, so try and stop the puck from going in. You're allowed to hit a player if they have the puck. Fair, Jim. fair that's enough. That's what happened. So now you we, think can, that's we can talk the same about as the we can talk then? about we can, absolutely not. It's so not that's, even in this, that's why we that's have these the debates. Point. That's the point. They're not even in the same universe. What's going on here? There's I can reason. see why people don't like that situation with Shifley and all that and, and at the end of the playoffs. And believe me, we've talked about it a million times. I don't need to get into it. It's an it's, an it's predatory issue. and dirty. Okay, I don't think I'm so. I'm going to tattoo I think this was, guy. Well, yeah. That, what, do you th- what was Truba thinking? He's looking to tattoo him. Yeah. He's got his head down. Yeah. Guy's I'm going to light him up. The, He's got the puck. A guy's cutting through the middle in the first period about to try and score a goal on us. I'm going to hammer him. What was Shifley thinking? This guy's going to put it in the empty net yeah, with two I seconds stop left, That's and I'm going to absolutely hammer him because, oh, the game's over. So it doesn't matter if I hammer him or not. 204 68 Thanks, Curtis. Thanks for getting me all riled up. I appreciate but to it. your point in original question, I know we got to go. No. It's a clean hit, and I'm glad the instigators were called. 100%. That, that's absolutely right. So we agree on that. I know. <laughs> you know what? We we were arguing and we 100% agreed. It was just like Curtis took us off. It's in the magic way. of Tuesday, man. <laughs> Can't be mad it's on a Tuesday. T- it's the it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's the magic of Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Uh, 204-780-6868. Um, 
I want to talk the we'll talk cousins tomorrow because I think that's a really really good topic. Yeah, and um, the money being handed and the out. money being Horvat handed out because it's going to be relevant tomorrow. We'll talk that and then we'll be right back. Hey, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going after someone else. Uh, two-time Grey Cup champion in blue and gold. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB. 204-780-6868. Justin Dunk, 3downnation.com, reporting this. One of my favorite publications, by the way. I read that every single day. Um, myself being a big CFL fan. But the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have had discussions with star receiver Kenny Lawler during the CFL's negotiation window, per sources. This is the legal tampering period uh, that opened on Sunday. We've already seen uh, some signings come down that, of course, can't be made uh, official. But the Riders, looks like they're going to be inking a two-year contract with Jake Winnipeg, if the sources are correct. Uh, asking price remains high for Lawler. Um, he made 305 last year, K. Um, but I think there might be a little bit of a window here open. I mean, it, I also saw... Uh, DT, uh, Voice of the Bombers here on 680 CGOB, Derek Taylor was saying that his ask right now is a million bucks over three years, which is insane. I don't know if he's going to... That's wild. Um, But when you see Greg Ellingson's money come off the books, and and according to Justin Dunk, the Bombers are not looking to re-sign him. He was making, and again, according to Justin Dunk on 3donation.com, 165. Rashid Bailey's 138 comes off the books, too, if the Winnipeg Jets are uh, looking to sign him. Maybe they're waiting to see what happens uh, with Kenny Lawler first. But I think the, the sort of the lost piece here that there is a window opening for Kenny Lawler. He's asking for a big chunk of change, maybe too much for the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers to handle. But if you look at the current lineup as it is for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and we don't know what's happening with Dalton Schoen. He doesn't have a contract yet. But Dalton Schoen, Nick Dembski, Drew Altarski, and then Carlton Agadosi, who had, was fantastic before he got injured with the Bombers. And you got Schoen and Agadosi on rookie contracts. I think it's a perfect fit, but it can't be at that cost. And yeah, I honestly him think, a given bucks. the season he had and how unhappy he was, he might. Uh, I mean, part of the article is he wants to be a blue bomber again, and yeah. I think that'll go a long way. It's going to cost. It won't cost as much as the three hundred k got last year, but it will probably take up uh, Rashid Bailey and Greg Ellington's contracts combined to do it. But I think they should do it. I think yeah, if it's there, Not they should definitely million. go for it. Not no, that million no, no, over three no, years no, though, no, but no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, quick mention here: speed skating. Sophia Bieber will be Team Manitoba's flag bearer for the opening ceremonies for the 2023 Canada Winter Games in Prince Edward Island. You hear from her as well as Kelly Moore and Christian O'Mel. More on that when you get to the 680 CJOB Sports Show uh, when that gets going at 6:30. Uh, thanks so much to everybody. Thanks for listening. Great discussions. Uh, awesome stuff. Jim Tilt to take you all the way till three o'clock. Thank you very much to Jeffrey Forche for producing the show. That's it for me. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.